0: Leadership File, on Premier. Welcome to the show which talks to Christian leaders about the topics that really matter. I'm Andy Peck. You're probably aware that discipleship is a process you may benefit from attending a course in your early weeks of coming to faith in christ and indeed you may attend courses conferences and the like as you get to grips with what following christ looks like but discipleship is a process as we all decide to follow jesus daily and as seasons of life change we can find new challenges well i'm joined this week by martin cooper who has been helping christians become better disciples for over 40 years martin and his wife marian are based in Southampton, and became uk navigator representatives in 1972 after 24 years working in student and church-related ministry, he served as UK National Director from ninety-six to 2004. Since then, he has been pioneering a, a discipleship ministry in Britain for those in their 50s and 60s called Second Half Living. So welcome, Martin, to the leadership. Thank you home. very much. Good to, good to have you. How did the work <laughs> with Navigators come aback, about? And for those who are ignorant, hmm. should there be any, who, who are Navigators? <laughs>
1: um, well, the work began about 80 years ago uh, in uh, on the west coast of the US uh, when uh, a layman uh, by the name of Dawson Trotman who uh, was in a church there was asked by somebody in his congregation if he would go and visit uh, a sailor on one of the uh, US ships that had come into port uh, who was in need of some spiritual help. Mm. And uh, so Dawson went down to the uh, ship and found him and uh, began to meet with him regularly actually and help him just get into the Bible for himself. Um, and to grow in Christ Uh, and this went on for a number of months and one time when Dawson went um, this man uh, called Les Spencer had another guy with him and he said "Um, this friend of mine also is interested Uh, and he said I want you to do with him what you you did with me and Dawson Trotman said I'm not going to. He said "Uh, why is that? He said well you're going to do it. He said if you can't do it then I failed. Oh. And uh, in a sense, that was the birth of the navigators. A story. Partly, <laughs> partly because um, of the, the the link with the navy, um, and actually, the ministry in the U.S. Navy from that time on expanded incredibly uh, fast. By the by, the end of the world, the Second World War, ten years later, there were men who'd come to Christ through that chain. Of sailors mm-hmm. um, leading one another to Christ, as it were, mm-hmm. uh, on every ship in the um, in the U.S. Navy, hundreds of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I knew about the university mm. side, but I hadn't no, realised no.
1: there was that origin with. That's hence the name, navigators. <laughs> can I, can I say that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very much so.
0: And, and and where did you come uh, across them?
1: I came, as, as you rightly say, um, at university, because what happened was um, at the end of the Second World War, a number of those sailors sort of went out as missionaries. So, Martin, how had you got involved with Navigators yourself? Yeah, th- this was as, as, as a university student in the mid-1960s. Mm-hmm. What happened was that a number of those um, men who'd come to Christ in, in the U.S. Navy... Um, when the war was finished ten years later, many of them decided to serve abroad as missionaries. Mm-hmm. Many of them came to Europe, went to Asia, um, and uh, as a result of that, the ministry of the navigators, because it was officially known as the navigators then, uh, began to began to become uh, you know global. A lady called Joyce Turner came to the UK, actually as part of the Billy Graham team. Uh, in the mid-1950s and she ran the counselling office Mm -hmm. to do with that crusade uh, as a result of which many um, folk came to Christ uh, and got help as it happens from the navigators who were running that office and were in charge of of, of Billy Graham's follow-up the next step in the whole development of the work was that that the navigators then saw such potential potential here in the UK for that kind of discipleship work that they began to send some of those uh, mm. US staff here and there was the beginnings of a of, an, of a student ministry in the city of Manchester in 1965 mm-hmm. and I was a first year student in that year ah. so that was my first link.
0: Wonderful okay uh, and you know you've been in, you've been around in Navigators for a long mm. time have there been times when you've thought about moving away or has it been a kind of a you've been a sort of set
1: um yeah when when i um when i stepped down from being national director Mm. in 2004 that was a point of of real um, review Mm. for me um i considered a number of opportunities that Mm. were put before me um several of them to move away from the navs Mm. a number of them church-based roles Mm. um but i think the navigator vision that vision of one-to-one discipling small Mm. group work seeing god multiply lives um Mm. for the gospel was very much part of my dna Mm. by then and not all of the roles that were offered me you know gave opportunity to pursue that Mm. um and we felt that the navigators you know could continue to do that but it was then a matter of saying okay if our days in national leadership are finished, what's the right vehicle for that? Mm. And so we began to seek God uh, at that time. Um, so, yes, I, I mm. thought seriously about what he wanted me to do mm. from then, but it became very, very clear he wanted me to stay, but to do something very new mm. as far as the navigators were well, concerned. And that, that's how Second Half Living you know, came about.
0: Which brings us yeah, wonderfully to the topic of, <coughs> yeah. of, of what we're looking at. The, you know, uh, Describe Second Half Living for, for us and, and what you actually do as part of it.
1: Well, part of part of that part of that journey for me was just to hear from God as mm. to where He wanted my wife and myself to focus our ministry. And in addition to us to uh, an international role that I took mm. part time with the NAVS, He made it really clear that here in the UK, He wanted us to focus on ministry to our peers, mm. particularly those in 50-60 age mm. bracket. Um, In some way or other, we'd gone through a particular trauma just in our own family situation around then, which had made the whole issue of living for Christ at this age, um, you know, particularly relevant for us. And we knew that there were others, um, you know, who were facing similar issues. So we began to explore um, the possibility of working with that age group um, and seeing what God would do. And so we first of all um, asked some folk in our own church, you know, would they be prepared to sort of join us in a small group and just to trial some subjects, some material um, together over a period of a year or so mm. to see where, you know, where this might go. Right. Um, and that became the sort of the foundation of the ministry, um, which, however, subsequently has... has Uh, metamorphosized if you like into a workshop-based ministry Mm. we do have a couple of groups that we meet with locally but elsewhere we have put together based on those first group times that we had a series of of uh, discipleship workshops Mm. for folk in that in that age group of life um it's not an exact. It's not an exact science. It's not an exact age group. It, it's for that age group that is known, uh, you know, out in the wider world as the third age of life. Um, it's somewhere between fifty and seventy-five, and the, and the, the goalposts sort of move all the time. Yes. Um, but where I believe there is a huge need for the potential that is locked up in that. In that particular mm. generation of Christian folk, to be unlocked and unleashed, mm. um, in order that the, the the ministry of the gospel could flourish and go on to all ages and in all places.
0: So uh, the uh, the classic navigator model was is obviously based around Bible, and, and sure to some extent learning verses. I mean that's the, maybe that's a stereotype, but that's a lot of people know Navs for sure learning, which is you know great great tool. Yeah, it's, it's not is it a little bit of that as well as other you talked about workshop
1: um, no um, I mean the the small groups that we ran that were sort of pilot groups mm. right at the beginning the small groups were very much um, Bible based mm-hmm. but in all that we've done we have not sought to make it a heavy um, Bible study course or mm. program what we've wanted to do in all of those contexts is to merge Um, the opportunity for people to think about life issues at that stage of life Mm. with finding out what the Bible says, Mm. both about some of those issues, but also more generally Mm. about discipleship at that stage of life. Because I think one observation that that I think we began to make quite quickly was a lot of folk, when they reach that particular stage of of their Mm. Christian journey, Mm. it's very easy to plateau It's very easy for them with, you know, 10, 20, maybe 30 years of Christian experience, Mm. um, you know, to become a little lazy, to become sort of a little set. um, It may not be helped by the fact that, you know, a lot of what they're hearing in church they've heard before. Mm. Uh, So where do we go now? What do we do Mm. now with our Christian faith? Uh, and the bible's got a lot to say about that the bible's got a lot to say about about keeping keeping on keeping on mm. you know about persevering about um staying close to christ as mm. we you know as we grow older mm. um and we felt we wanted to put those things into some kind of format where where people could explore mm. them with one another as well as with us yeah
0: um you m- <clears throat> you mentioned issues that people face um mm. The classic ones are the are classic ones, or does it vary from?
1: Basically? I think there are classic ones. I think there are some. <laughs> there are some universal ones. I think uh, I I would say that above all, uh, for folk in this age group, Christian and non-Christian, um, perhaps the biggest issue is that is that of change and transition and loss. I would link those three together. Yeah. Um, I think at no other stage of life. Do we see such a great number and such a great variety of transitions as mm-hmm. we see in life's third age yeah. um, there are transitions in home life mm. family life career mm-hmm. finances physical health some of them are multifaceted so within the family realm you've got um, elderly parents mm. who maybe you're caring for you've got adult children by that stage but adult children bring with them Mm. adult children issues Um, just because they've flown the nest doesn't mean that they're not part of your issue you know your issue and then of course for those of us that are married it's likely that the grandchildren come along so suddenly you're you're even in that one area of life Mm. you're facing this number of changes Um, and it would be one thing if they were all living in the same town or city as you but often they're living in very different parts of the country sometimes even parts of the world well how do you how do you you know work mm-hmm. these things out, particularly at the same time that those other areas of change and transition are also happening mm-hmm. because they come like a series of waves mm-hmm. um and they have the potential to sidetrack and even to um derail i think Christians at that stage of life? they just become so all consuming. Mm-hmm that, it, that they, can, they can become something that take folk away from mm. their walk with Christ and particularly their desire and, and, and ability to serve him.
0: We're listening to Leadship File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Martin Cooper. Uh, Mark and Martin's been <coughs> working for most of his Christian uh, ministry life with uh, the Navigators and uh, particularly we're talking about Second Half Living, a new ministry that they're developing. We'll be back just after this. Welcome back to Leadership File with me Andy Peck I'm joined this week by Martin Cooper Martin's been involved in the Navigators for most of his uh, Christian ministry life uh, certainly since uh, 1972 having been UK National Director he's now pioneering a discipleship ministry in Britain for those in the 50s, 60s and maybe even to, into the 70s called Second Half Living we were talking before the break of uh, how Martin felt increasingly core to this and the, some, some of the things that uh, those in Second Half Living those in that age group uh, particularly, face the kind of um, the kind of issues faced by what we call third ages. Um, so, to what extent were you navigating through virgin territory
1: with this approach, Martin? Um, I think very much, quite mm. considerably, mm. actually. Um, <clears throat> what what I think intrigued me the more I got into this is that many churches have quite well defined and developed programs mm. for um, certainly for youth, for young adults. Mm for families, um, and then at the other end of the age scale for the elderly, Mm. Um, but there seemed to me to be a gap in the middle Mm. where folk that had reached that stage of life where they were relatively mature as Christians, relatively um, uh, settled in their faith for some reason there were wa- there wasn't anything in the church life that mm. was focused on them mm. you know it's almost as though churches um uh you know go into the mode of how can these people now serve us mm. rather than how can we continue to minister to them in order that they may be able to minister within the mm. life of the church mm. more effectively so i think we you know we discovered um that that folk were often very active in their churches mm. But very often active at the level of serving on committees because of the their the, the experience and the age, yeah. the wisdom that they would bring. Serve on committees or would um, man rotors, mm. rotors for stewarding, for, for uh, refreshments or whatever. But relatively few of them were engaged in disciple-making ministry themselves within the life of the church. And yet the potential for them to be so at that stage, um, and particularly to mentor some of the ones that are younger, is huge. If only they could be helped in what are their life issues at that stage mm-hmm. in order to free them for the opportunities that there are. Because one of the issues that we face, or the one of the issues that we deal with in, in the workshops, is, is the issue of freedom and opportunity that this yeah. age brings particularly you know when retirement comes mm-hmm. it comes with enormous freedoms and opportunities opportunities in life generally opportunities in in education but opportunities spiritually opportunities for service within within the church and within the body of Christ and perhaps unparalleled in terms of you know what is out there and given that the current generation of third ages is mm. probably the most healthy and wealthy mm. Generation of that age group there's ever been, and who knows that there might ever be in the future, Mm. um, if somehow we can unlock and unleash Mm. that potential into the into the you know into the serving world Mm. of the church and and of mission, uh, the gospel can only thrive as a result. Yes, there had been a um, a, a kind of
0: a a pattern of. of third ages who offer themselves for third world mission that had yeah, been a kind of a very much I, so I, I was aware of that but it's lovely that you're doing something also for those who you know are, are still going to be staying at home but ministering because obviously there's yeah. an astonishing need there as well
1: uh, yeah i mean staying at home um but but also um, maybe making themselves available for short term mm. mission projects yeah. you know not not the need to sort of pack up and move overseas at that yeah. stage of life but but to serve on you know on mission teams mm. on a short term basis the, the the mission agencies are, are crying out for those kind yeah. of folk yeah. um have there been
0: surprises in what you've found in in churches you've worked with
1: I think I have been um Surprised? Uh, yes, I think I've been surprised to some extent by um, the strong resonance with this, mm. in particularly in the life of, um, of the Third Ages themselves. Mm. It's sort of no one's ever talked to us about this before. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, the sort of issues that we're wrestling with, we, we don't seem to hear much about that yeah. um, generally. Um, so the fact that this is targeted for us... Um, I, I guess I I am, and I'm not surprised. Yeah. The reason we got into it because we thought there was a need. Yes. But I think I'm I'm surprised yeah, yeah. At, at the degree of need. Um, I think at the same time I've been surprised and just a little bit disappointed that that in the churches that we've worked with, and we norm we work with about three or four churches a year, no more than that, because there's a series of five workshops, a taster mm. workshop followed by four main workshops. Mm. And that obviously takes time and uh, yeah. and, and effort to plan and uh, to travel and to lead and whatever. Yeah. Um, I've been surprised at the degree to which churches have found it very very hard to build on those after I've mm-hmm. after I've led the workshops and then gone mm-hmm. away. I've tried to encourage that as strongly and as widely as I can, but it's almost as though. the the short course mentality Mm, mm. that I think a a number of places buy into has taken over at this point and it's well thank you that was really very helpful now we can get on you know with (laughs) the other stuff that we've got in the church whereas part of my vision and desire for the thing was Mm. always that there would be perhaps somebody a key couple in the church who would pick this up and would build on Mm. you know what is done in the workshops sometimes only merely scratching the surface Mm. of certain issues so if you take if you take that issue let's say the major issue of transition and change Mm -hmm. and loss um we deal with it at the big picture level Mm. in the workshops but i mean it has potential for Mm. to be built on in terms of retirement Mm. bereavement um Moving home, mm. empty nest, mm. you know all of these things are are part of those transitions, mm. and it's very often in the specifics of <clears throat> them that folk would i think most helpfully interact with others mm. and and mutually learn from one another and that I guess is in part what I hoped might happen a little more than it has mm. so that's still a it's still an unfulfilled you know vision as far as I'm concerned, sure, and I sure. would love to see that that go on and change in yeah. the in the months and years to come. Yeah I guess just as parenting and marriage courses
0: have value both in church inside the church and outside Absolutely. This is also an issue that yeah. everyone's facing. Absolutely. And the Christians have a you know have a, a, they have a hope yeah. to come but also they have a yeah. some some kind of tools that can help
1: very much so. Yeah, I mean, we we have postured. You know, it's one of the questions I get asked occasionally: mm. is is this is this for Christians and non Christians mm. alike? And I've said, well, at the moment, I've postured it for as a discipleship mm. program for Christians, because I think people need to be ready and willing to look at the Bible mm. and and find out what it says and think that mm. through, um, which not all um, non believers are ready to do. Mm. Um, but there's absolutely no reason why on the mm. on the major issues. It, it couldn't have as strong evangelistic focus, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've touched on um, a little bit about on, on on the approach. Um, mm. You
0: know, the fact that you work around about four churches a year, so yeah. you're not you're not really w- wishing a, at the end of this conversation to be inundated with with requests, particularly. But presumably, people could get in touch and yes. find out more.
1: Yeah, oh, very much so. And and I'm I'm I am open in a sense mm. to to inquiries being mm. made. Um, because the, rea- the reality is, because we've because we've arranged it so that there is a taster workshop, mm, mm. which comes with no strings attached, no presuppositions, no commitments beyond. There are a number of churches where their folk come to that taster mm. workshop, and then they haven't gone on and done the main workshops mm. for whatever reason. Um, uh, mm. So, uh, I'm I'm very open to that. You know, to that mm. possibility that there would be folk who would you know come back and and making. Inquiries along that line. So, what the kind of way in which they get in touch would be? Would be um, via the Navigators website, Mm -hmm. uh, www.navigators.co.uk. That would be that would be the best way to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very happy for them to write to me direct uh, at my own, you know, my own email address, martin.cooper at navigators.co.uk. And I could send out information or speak to people on the phone, hmm. you know, whatever is, um,
0: brilliant, yeah. No, it's terrific. Well, it's it's very, it's a very exciting. Project. Well, we're excited about it. I we're mean, it's fitting it. to see, you know, yeah. and, and it's, it can only gain momentum, I would think.
1: <laughs> well, one would hope so, and and one of the things that we're we're obviously talking about within within the navigators at the moment mm. is very much. Um, you know where does this go mm. um because i'm not getting any younger mm. and uh, i uh, although i'm i'm motivated about what i'm doing mm. i'm quite keen that this thing doesn't just sit with me mm. um and die with me mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe mm. um but uh, we're talking about you know whether uh, this could be broadened out and there could be a team of folk involved mm. and obviously that would give the opportunity for um, more uh, inquiries to be followed through, not that we've not that we've mm-hmm. not been able to follow any through so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but just as navigators began with a request, and yeah, you know,
0: very much so. That you, you know, as pe- you can then be yeah, be building folk who can then lead, go on to lead, and that would be a-
1: yeah, very much so. And I think I I, I just I was just mm-hmm. turning to my Bible as I was talking to you then. Mm-hmm. I I, th- I think there's a there's some verses at the arm, end of Psalm 92 that that sort of typify what we're talking about here is the psalmist says the righteous will flourish like a like a palm tree they will grow like a cedar of lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. they will flourish in the courts of our god they will still bear fruit in old age they will stay fresh and green and i that that biblically mm. is very much you know our desire we want to help people to stay mm. fresh and green to to um, bear fruit in old age to flourish in the courts of our god rather than to reach this sort of stage and and at best plateau and at worst sort of begin to tail off yeah. um and and add to the the number of sort of of crabby old people that are out there and and um you know no testimony to the gospel at all yeah. well may that may that not be the case indeed, indeed. may it not so, thank you so much, Martin. You've been listening
0: to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I was joined this week by Martin Cooper. Uh, Martin's been working with the Navigators, uh, heading up second half living. Those details again, www.navigators.co.uk. And Martin's very kindly given his uh, email address to martin.cooper at navigators.co.uk. And if you want to get in touch with him directly. So,
1: thank you, Martin, so much. You're most welcome. Um,
0: do uh, tune into Premier's own website and you can get archived versions of a Leadership File, including this one in due course. I look forward to your company again next Sunday